Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hey, I'm Scott Pipe. Hi, I'm Nick Percat. You are listening to Inside Supercars. All the racing I've done, supercars and, uh, you know, all the GT and drifting and all that kind of stuff, I think it all helps. A lot of seat time and having some good times racing, it's, it's a lot of fun. As long as we don't allow some of the lunatics to um, get the keys, then uh, it'll continue to be at the, um, at the forefront uh, through hard work and diligence, particularly on the part of the team owners and investment by them. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. News of the week. Well, been one of those interesting times. Of course, post uh, Newcastle and uh, Championship decided, Jamie seventh. It's uh, been interesting times. Great to see that Will Davidson's ended up at uh, Red Twenty Three Racing with Phil Monday and his new team. That certainly will be uh, certainly something to watch. They, of course, using a PRA FGX uh, rather than the uh, twin Holden Triple Eights that uh, were quite old, and uh, their team will uh, fire up. Other news around the town. Um, enduro uh, season is a long way away, of course. Many rounds to uh, happen before they do, but uh, the news comes through that Earl Bamber is replacing Matt Campbell. Now, they're both Porsche drivers, um, <clears throat> And uh, Earl, of course, is the uh, Le Mans uh, and uh, World Endurance Champion. He, along with his uh, countryman in Brendan Hartley, uh, did a great job for the Porsche brand. And now Earl's going to uh, make his debut in the Triple Eight run car for Shane Van Gisbergen, replacing Matt Campbell, who's uh, got commitments, won't be able to make that seat. So that's fantastic news. Two, uh, Two New Zealanders in there. Uh, other news is that, uh, rather surprisingly, we're hearing that uh, maybe the ZB Commodore, which is uh, aero testing has been going on recently uh, for the new season and making its debut, and we're hearing that the possibility that uh, Holden may block in 2019 the V6 engine, uh, uh, rather not blocking the V6, blocking the V8 going into the ZB, more than likely is going to run next year. Um, in uh, some wild card rounds, but that's an interesting development and uh, uh, part of what uh, Gen 2 uh, may uh, bring to the category is a, a change in the engine rules that requires V6s and not V8s, but that's all ahead of us. Um, this week, of course, we've got some exciting uh, conversations we've had, the first one uh, being with James Warburton, the outgoing CEO. So after the break, we'll hear an interview we did with James on the Sunday morning of Newcastle. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page, and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates to tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be Inside a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Today we're talking to James Warburton at his final day at a track. 
with Sean Seymour, his replacement, coming in as CEO. I wanted to talk to you, James. Just talk about, you know, was the series what you thought it would be when you arrived? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, as I said, coming in, I'm a lifelong fan, and I think, uh, you know, it's just got, uh, it's gone another level, and uh, probably, you know, can will continue to rise. And so, you know, it's, my job was always to make it as mainstream as we could possibly, you know, be in terms of my marketing uh, and, you know, sort of a media background. And I think we're really starting to hit our straps. And, you know, the ambition of being the number three sport in the country, you know, sort of behind the NRL and the AFL, you know, is always where we've been. I think we're very clearly there, obviously out of cricket season. Uh, and, uh, yeah, very proud, of, uh, very proud of the series. OK. Now, you've had a number of great achievements and team owners have come out quite glowingly and talked to the Charlies and the Brads and all those. What do you think were your great achievements in the series? Oh, just unifying everyone. You know, I think that... Um, there can at times be, a, you know, everyone jumps to a negative, uh, you know, sort of pretty quickly. And so really what the, you know, what the series needs is it needs a vision, it needs leadership, uh, you know, it needs, you know, sort of a clear uh, communication strategy in terms of what the objectives are, both obviously for uh, Pit Lane and but most importantly as well for the fans. And then, you, you know, you set about, uh, you know, sort of achieving the things you need to achieve. And so I think that's the, you know, every, everyone is truly passionate about what they do but if they're, you know if they're passionate together behind the garage doors, remembering of course that when they come to the track, you know they're looking to you know it's a competition and they're looking to get any advantage they can, and I think that's a really you know really crucial thing, and uh, you know the business is in very good shape. Um, and obviously here at Newcastle, it's an extraordinary debut event for this. Um, this has got to be one of your highlights as well, having this join the series. Yeah, I think it was two years and three months ago that we actually started having the discussion about Newcastle and it was, you know, it was really about replacing Homebush, um, you know, which which had, was challenged, uh, you know, sort of a, in, in many senses. And, you know, that, that you know, for us, as we've said very clearly, you know, we're actually about regional heartlands and if you think about our calendar and where we go, uh, you know, you've got to come to places that really want to own, you know, really want to own the supercars and uh, you can certainly say we've done that in Newcastle. I mean, it's been extraordinary, um, which we expected. Uh, you know, it's probably exceeded, you know, a few expectations. But, uh, yeah, it looks like we've got an absolute, uh, you know, absolute cracker. And I think probably one of the most beautiful, you know, street circuits, you know, on, a- on any, uh, you know, sort of measurement. Um, every project has a leader. Now, we know that Kurt's a man who's been largely responsible for this. Who was the one where the idea started of Newcastle? There must be one single person... I mean, it comes back to none of this stuff happens without, um, you know, sort of the New South Wales government and particularly destination New South Wales. So, you know, really it starts with a conversation, which is the Homebush contract it, it concludes. Uh, you know, we'd really like to take it, you know, to, in, into a regional market. Uh, we got very close with Gosford. In fact, we were going to Gosford, but we couldn't get across the issues of closing, you know, sort of the major bridge that, you know, sort of, you know, feeds in next to the, uh, next to the stadium there. Uh, and then it was actually, you know, there's probably three or four other areas. So it was almost we committed to doing it and we had an agreement and then we had to find a location and obviously a number of cities bid. And, um, you know, for us it's actually about drive window, transport, accommodation. And so if you actually look at, you know, the whole region, you know, particularly obviously with the Hunter and, you know, sort of other, other areas, uh, you know, sort of surrounding, then you've actually got, the, you know, sort of the right, the right, you know, sort of population and those types of things to, um, to, to, to come as well. What are you going to miss about not being the head of Supercars? Uh, well, I'm not going to miss anything at all because I get to watch it, you know. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, the frustrating thing, my wife, you know, I've been here since uh, Wednesday this week and I get home and actually watch the races, you know, and so I've always enjoyed the races. So, 
in actual fact they say that you know when, when you work in television you actually don't enjoy it as when you just go home and put the TV on so I'm actually going to really enjoy just being a fan again to be frank I've got a 13 year old and a 9 year old um, they've been to I think one one and a bit uh, you know sort of meetings so I'm going to love actually sitting in a grandstand you will not see me in pit lane you know all the, all the, all the hangers on that never leave I, I will be fading to black uh, you know, Sean is an exceptional replacement. Uh, he's got a very similar, you know, sort of background to me. I've known him for a couple of years. He's probably the most talented young guy I've seen come through, you know, sort of the ranks in terms of media. And, uh, you know, I'm absolutely delighted that, you know, the series will just go from strength to strength. And he's got a Porsche racing in his background as well. Uh, um, what aren't you going to miss, though? What what part of the politics? What are you, you know, Roland beating you over the head or uh, the board fighting with them? What, what do you, are you not going to miss, honestly? I don't think it's been like that at all. I think you know we've just had to deal with the challenges on the way through. Um, in any sporting competition or any sporting code, you know you got a rule book, and uh, it doesn't matter who it is. You know if if the rule goes the wrong way, uh, you know if a driver gets penalised, you know like it's all there's always going to be you know consternation about it. Just as just as there is in the NRL, you know even when the bunker comes in and it's try no try, did the ball go down or not? And they still you know appear to have an argument. So we shouldn't wind ourselves up about those things. I mean. You know, our role's been to, uh, you know, sort of unify the sport, build it in terms of mainstream. And I talk about the fans voting with their feet, their eyeballs and their wallets. And so they're the key metrics. And then with that comes your revenue. And, uh, you know, on the back of the revenue, making sure that the teams are well-funded and sustainable. And so I think that's probably, you know, the key. And, uh, you know, look, I'll miss it. It becomes like a family. You know, you get on a plane, they're all there. You get to a hotel, they're all there. You go to breakfast, they're all there. You know, you go to dinner, they're all there. Um... So, so for me, you know, like a big part of it is just the travel. You know, after four and a half, you know, sort of years, my kids are growing up and, you know, great role to get back into the, obviously, the publicly listed sector. But, you know, it's, 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 it's in good shape. It's time for someone else. James, thank you so much. As someone who started covering the sport in 1994 and you started covering or watching motor racing in 1963... Um, I love to see the legacy you're leaving behind because you're leaving a very healthy series, a very competitive, and it's wonderful to see with the likelihood of a new champion. That must be encouraging for you as well to see the competitiveness of the series. Yeah, and, and obviously a bit of generational change next year. I think at last count there's sort of four or possibly five, you know, sort of young guys coming through. So, you know, again, we talked about doing a Supercars Academy, but we probably bettered that a little by actually doing the whole Super 2 program, bringing it closer to the main series, and, you know, that concludes in some senses next year with obviously the you know the blueprint cars gone out of the um out of the super two series and then obviously the wild cards which are so well um you know subscribed which you know again we think uh you know will will be the case throughout the year uh and obviously v6 twin turbo you know we're under lights uh next year under at sydney which will be absolutely spectacular and obviously tail and bend as well and of course a great association with the grand prix so another huge stage and now we do it you know and it really counts so uh no it's going to be a great year and uh as I said, uh, you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be tuned in uh, or uh, sitting in a grandstand with my kids and my wife. From Inside Supercars, thank you so much, James. Thank you for everything you've done for the series. No problem. Thank you very much. Cheers. Next week's show, Inside Supercars, we'll be listening to the captain, Roger Penske, giving us his thoughts on the category, the future of his team, and where they're going next. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars.